0: You're listening to Supply Chain Radio. My name is Matt Gunn, and I'm joined in studio today by Guy Cortan. Hello, Geek. Matt, how are you? I'm doing well. I've been thinking a lot about the uh, rise of the machines. Wait, wait. Were you thinking, or did the machines are they thinking tell for you me? and predict and then uh-huh. give you what we're going to talk about? I see what you're saying? Artificial intelligence. Is it intelligent, or is it just another thing meant to sell you stuff and increase productivity? Which, I mean, so much technology is about, but let's start to talk about that. It's been a lot of buzz this year.
1: Yeah, I think well, we're going to hear more of it. And I, I think it's maybe due to level set. I think what's interesting about artificial intelligence is it's caught a lot of attention this year. But what's interesting, if you look at sort of the the growth curve of artificial intelligence, it, it really, one would say, started back in I think, the 1960s. This is not something that's necessarily brand new. It's been something that's been around But it's kind of gone in ebbs and flows. And I think some I heard someone much smarter than me, which isn't that hard to do, make a statement the other day about artificial intelligence saying, you know, after the 1980s, it sort of was like an artificial intelligence winter. People stopped talking about it. It wasn't cool anymore, right? It sort of faded away. And and then obviously in the 90s, we got the Internet. And then, you know, that came about. And then then we had other hardware-type technologies like mobile phones and all that that sort of took over the conversation for technology. But now I think we're starting to hear more of it. And I think what's interesting is, and I think all of us have to do this sometimes, is sort of a self-reflection on on what exactly does this mean. I think we throw the term around very loosely without having, you know, a true definition of what artificial intelligence is and what it means. And again, I'm not going to even try to fathom to portray myself as an expert on this space and tell you what it is or what it means. But I do think one of the definitions I did hear recently is really AI is just having human-like capabilities, Right into our technology. So whether that's, you know, our Google Home or Alexa being able to understand when we when we say something what that exactly means without us having to train it as much, whether that means having sort of a UI that's much more intuitive, whether that means having a search be much more than just sort of a linear search when I just type something in and it goes to find it, so I think we need to to sort of take a step back and, and you know, each one of us who talks about artificial intelligence, be able to talk about what it means for us, what it means for our business, our industry, our solutions. Because again, I think just throwing a term AI out there is, is simplistic. It's a big words. It means a lot, or we think it does. It makes us sound cool in the nerd neighborhood, and we all need to be thinking about it. But I think we still need a lot of work to do around what does it mean for us? What does it mean? For our industry, what does it mean for our solutions? What does it mean, you know, for different folks who are out there? But you're absolutely right. It's gonna to continue to to have a life of its own, whether it's machine machine learning, whether it's artificial intelligence, whether it's deep learning, whether it's cognitive intelligence, right? All these different buzzwords we throw around will be there. But it's exciting. I think it's exciting because you know, for me what it what it represents is an evolution in terms of our technology. We have more data, we know that, we keep saying that. We have richer data, right? So the data is not just simplistic about well this is a bottle of coke it's no it has descriptions it has understanding of where it came from who handled it who touched it how it's been created things like that we have more intelligent algorithms that can take advantage of that data so that's all very exciting but yeah it's a buzzword.
0: so and I think those are all very valid and so for me the question when I you look at these technologies or look ahead boils down to is it going to manifest itself in what we're doing in the industry say, in retail or in logistics or even in manufacturing next year or in the next couple of years? And and to me, it, the answer seems to be yes. I think that there are certainly a lot of flavors of it, but we're starting to see it take place in ways that are tangible. It used to be pretty dumb. It's still pretty dumb on the scale of what it can accomplish, but it has gotten better. And so I think in different places of the business, it will manifest itself differently. And in some areas, I think we'll really see it take off. One, in consumer interfaces. It's not just chatbots anymore or just really simplistic chatbots that might be able to tell you about a piece of inventory or do a simple search for you. But we see it in the home more with the platforms. We now have platforms for this, right? Google Home, Amazon Alexa, Apple Siri, Microsoft Cortana etc. I think eBay also has one that's very promising as well for, for them. And so with these, they're not just being used as a search layer anymore. They're starting to process data faster and be able to tell you about intent and context. They're understanding the context, the why you're searching for something. If I'm looking for the right shoes to wear with my tuxedo for a wedding, then it will put those three kind of data points together and understand, okay, this is a wedding thing. Here's a lot of information that we have about what's in season right now. And then it'll start to give you ideas that match the intent of that shoe, the purpose of wearing it. And so it's a little bit more than a broad search. And that's area where, from a consumer standpoint.
1: Yeah, 100% agree. I guess the snarky side of me will then argue, well, is that artificial intelligence or is that just a matter of having a massive data-crunching machine that's in the cloud to your point they can say hey matt you're looking for this particular set of shoes but i also know that you searched for plane tickets to this destination and i also by the way because i can snoop into your email saw that you got a say the date email from this person about a wedding on this date now it's starting to connect these dots across different systems platforms right
0: and is that life
1: is that intelligent or is that just well i've got a gazillion exobytes of data and i've got a gigabytes of power or whatever you want to call it, that I can analyze the data faster than I could ten years ago or fifteen or twenty or hundred years ago. So now I just cover it over and say that's artificial intelligence because it's so much
0: smarter. Well to me the busy consumer, I know I'm being snarky. The person that doesn't have time to do this stuff, great. Come into my life and and just control this stuff for me. Right? Yeah. Just tell me what I gotta wear. Tell me when I gotta show up. Right. Tell me, you know. Book my flights, my hotel. You where know I'm like, going to stay. Right. And, and get and, my car. Right. And so I don't have to think about it. I can And buy the gift because you know, because
1: by the way, the same snarky me right. will say that artificial intelligence, I'm using air quotes here, not only has access to your data and your information, but oh, by the way, the couple is getting married, I can look into their wedding registry and I can look into the X, Y, and Z and I can then say the best gift that you should be able to order for them is this and buy that. I'll order it ordered them and I'll have them
0: shipped to... Bora bora where they're going for their honeymoon. that uh, takes all the fun out of it. I, but it takes all the thinking out of it too. And it's like any technology. You're augmenting what you naturally have available, right? Uh, we use hammers because it would really hurt your hand to try and <laughs> knock a nail into a wall, you know, true. without it, right? <laughs> That's true. That's so true. it's a tool. It's got a name. Absolutely. It's got it's a thing tool. we call it, and we now have a concept around it. I think that what is gonna happen is we will see it just kind of explode and take more effect and maybe it's still very dumb. It's not Yeah. It's I, learning I, things. It's, it's learning, learning very things. And, and, things. And again, I know I'm being really
1: snarky and, and I probably shouldn't do that but it's learning things because we just put, we have more horsepower and we have more intelligence behind it which is fantastic. To your point, well made, right? We, we you have a hammer because it's a lot easier than using our fists and now we have, you know, nail guns because it's faster and easier than using a hammer. So evolution of technology this is the same thing and I think, and again, maybe again, this is just me maybe being a curmudgeon, but when I think about this, too, is let's not get too far down the path of the data tells us all, right? Because the problem is, and you know, I don't care how much data we have and how much power we have, we cannot model the world precisely and perfectly. We also, let's call a spade a spade, everything we just talked about is historical data, right? It's data that's happened. It's stuff that's happened. We don't know the context necessarily for everything. We would probably argue that we could because of the data. But I don't know the context of the future. It is still predicting what's going to happen in the future, right? Not to get political, but this time last year, or we before this time last year, right? All the data told us that there'd be someone else sitting in the White House.
0: right? And so, yes, it's imperfect. But that's where science comes in, right? And that's where... The ability for machines to learn. And of course, having this massive supercomputer, the cloud, the network, whatever you may call it, helps you. Get better at doing these things. But yes, I think to your point, I think one of the ways that a lot of the AI vendors of the world will spin it is well, we're just kind of taking care of the mundane stuff so that you, your workforce, which is highly paid and talented, has time to think and focus about and on the important stuff. Of course. The, the high value things, those other pieces. And so I think that's all very valid. But unless it's tying into the business in some meaningful way, like I think I get your point, it doesn't do much. And I think the problem I have with some of these arguments too is. Yes,
1: we take away the mundane, and I've heard this debate too by some proponents of AI being, you know, more and more important. Is saying, again, yeah, this might be too philosophical, but let's take the whole argument: Can a computer reproduce Beethoven's Fifth, or can it paint uh, Van Gogh's Starry Night? You know, can it do that? It can replicate, it, can replicate it, it, but it can't create it. And the question is, and this is something like you know, you you read some some stuff on mathematics and statistics, and it says. Well, if I had unlimited time and I had 100 monkeys in a room, each with a typewriter, at some point, one of them will type the Odyssey word for word. Now, I don't know how many years or a bazillion of years or hours it would take, but statistically, one of them will type it, which also means how many of those are almost perfect. I write the
0: Odyssey out, but I miss a word. Mm. or I It was transpo- the best of times. It was the worst it, it was the right. best right? But everything else is so same. So yeah, that, and I think that's very valid. I think that when you get to this point of that, you're starting to th- overstep uh, where you're at. And I think you have to level set a little bit about what these are going to do. I think it'll change interfaces. It changes it will absolutely how change you interface, interface absolutely. with anything. As a absolutely. consumer, you might not look at a screen as much, or you might not use a keyboard. And we're about to hit the stage where... Internet users, the next wave of consumers, aren't going to be people that type and well, search and you, do that to stuff. Point, so the natural language part is important. Absolutely. That's Understanding the, it. And I think the other part is with business applications, when you are in operations, the ability to simply ask a question to your supply chain and find out a status, that's kind of exciting for people that have to run reports and do batch processing and just really slow stuff where everything is really lagging. Yeah. Not by minutes, but by maybe days or weeks because that data that processing power is way behind you so that's kind of where it gets interesting when applied to business i think
1: i agree and i think we're we're seeing it to your point right you mentioned all the in-home you know artificial intelligence advising speakers what have you right and i love it like you know all the ads you see how do you say this in french and it tells you oh fantastic right whatever but we're seeing it like, I, you know, I just got a new TV the other day. The remote controls now, right? You can talk into them. You can talk about a channel. You can ask for a right. show or a TV. We all have it on our phones, whether it's Android or iPhone, right? We have a personal assistant there. So I agree. I think, and I think, will it reduce? I mean, look at the new iPhone X, right? right? You don't have to type your password anymore or just your fingerprint. It. It's your face. Yeah. Right? And if you're it's only well, one person with it, it's only one person. But it's, we're starting to see it creep into a lot of our personal consumer side which will then mean it will creep into our business side and to your point i think from a supply chain standpoint does it make the ease of use of asking questions does that make things better does that does that lower barriers absolutely again being snarky all i say though is what's in the background of that is this you're asking a question that has natural language ability to figure it out which is awesome but don't get me wrong i think that's something that we can't we can't diminish in terms of the leaps that has made since four or five years, maybe a year or two ago. So please don't get me wrong. I'm not poo-pooing that. I think that that is something we need to look at and say, wow, that is that is impressive. I mean, if you think of the applications, right? Someone's working, like when the iPad came and, and manufacturers were able to give iPads to their floor managers to walk around the floor and to be able to instantaneously update information, check machines, things like that. That was a huge leap. Now we think about it. Well, wow, what if they could do that but instead, they could use voice commands to figure out what's going on or to do things. Pretty darn amazing and advanced. But let's not jump to Skynet, right? I am not. I haven't started building a bunker yet and storing food and waiting for Arnold Schwarzenegger to come down and, and you know, to tell me I have to come with right. him to live. So let's not get too far down. It's this. a big leap to have to make to get to that point. It's a huge leap, and I know there's a big debate around
0: singularity. When is that going to come? When is it happening? I don't know. So the cynic in me, and with a lot of the home stuff and the applications there, all I see it is is just another path to purchase. All you're trying to do is sell me more <laughs> stuff. Well, and but I know mean, that's, it. that's like, it. I can ask a question about Amazon you know, to my Alexa device and it'll, you know hey, who wrote Animal Farm? Right. And, right? why, and why, they'll why. try to sell me the book. Right. And it might describe... And it might sell you the movie on, on Amazon Prime. Right. And and then it builds you into this ecosystem. And then it gets to know the things that you're into. And then that stuff, yeah, there's the personal side of it there. I think when you can apply it to business and make meaningful things there and really considering the users, right. not just you know your internal people and what they're expectations are, but your future customer as well and what they want from a company. I think that those are capabilities that you do have to take into consideration, even though a lot of it is fluff and a lot of it is simply just the natural, I think, direction of computing. I mean, we've been talking about this ability to talk to your machines for how long, right? Well,
1: and, and to your point, and maybe this is again a cynical side, all these things are to do what drive revenue. Yeah. It's all tied to Like, why are you asking me Alexa for, a recipe ingredient. Oh, okay. So then I can sell you that sea salt from Jerusalem and the you know fine olive oil from Tuscany to make that recipe. Let's be cynical here, folks. Sure. Let's do it. But the supply chain side, these things at some point it's to do what help the big companies drive revenue because they're going to sell you more stuff because they're going to profile you better and they're going to know what you want before you know it, and they're going to sell it to you. Because in the, the day, whatever we do, people, if
0: it doesn't tie back to revenue, it's not worth doing. Right. Not being cynical, I no, apologize. But. but- You do get those questions a lot. So I think that's going to be an area where you really have to consider what you're doing and and where you're going with those things and how it ties back. And of course, be able to show your work. But I think that that's kind of one of the topics that we're going to be hitting on a lot. You heard it here on Supply Chain Radio. Thanks for listening.